All right, guys, let's bring it down. Your youth pastor's assistant is speaking. Assistant two. Assistant two, the youth pastor, just so we're clear. I'll say number three, number four, who knows where I'm at. All right. Yeah, we haven't had our annual review yet. Right. I don't know where I'm at. It says Mr. Spade. Anyone tell me what we're studying tonight? I am. This is not eschatology 101 because I can't teach it. So forget what I just did there. Ignore it. All right, guys. English? Who knows what eschatology means? Study of what? Anyone? Anyone? Study of? Nobody knows? Stephen, how does nobody know? Study the last days, people. Come on. We're living it. That's your next topic. There you go. All right. Hey, guys, if you did not grab a piece of paper back there, uh, some of you didn't. There it is. There's the idiot. There's always one. Some of you did not grab it. Also, some of you guys did not sign in like you're supposed to. It's not that hard, guys. Okay? Sign in. Grab your paper. And then fellowship. Okay? All right. I wrote plus one next to my name. Yeah, this isn't a wedding uh, reception. <laughs> There's no plus one to this. We're glad you're here, but yeah, plus one does not work because we're going to email some or mail it out. Hey, plus one. Steven, welcome back. You and Megan had a much needed vacation. Yes, good time. Okay. Anybody else have something fun while Steven was gone? Does he need to know anything? Was there any mishaps? Anybody get hurt? Anything you need to know about? No? Okay. Bobby did a good job last week. Great job, Bobby. Uh, completely closed it out, did not leave it open like I thought he was going to. So I said, how do I follow that? Yeah. He found a way. We, we all, God found a way. I just took things from here. Um, can you plagiarize from the Bible if you're taking things directly from it? Not really. That's being biblical. Okay, cool. So I plagiarized, but we took things from here. And I always think that when I get a chance to do this, it's always when Steven's in town. I feel like he's judging me. No, that's so, what JVI is for. Don't worry about it. So I think he did this on purpose because I do start JVI September 10th. It got pushed back. So you guys may grade me on this today. All right? You can tell me how bad I did, how good, or whatever. I will not be offended because after I'm a JVI graduate, then I'll be able to kick butt. All right? But until then, you can go out the door. Nobody needs you in here. All right, guys, so we're, gonna, we're continuing on here with life transitions. We've been going through potential pitfalls. So this is life transitions continued if you guys want to follow there on your study. I try to keep this as simple as possible. Um, Bobby did like the little drawing in there, so it made me feel good that he liked it. So that must be mean and it's okay. So we've already talked about in the past here, personal sin, relationships with others, ruts and plateaus, and again, we are continuing on with life transitions. So if you follow me in the introduction, last week, <clears throat> Bobby talked about the common life transitions and looked at how they can affect our walk with God. This week, this week we will talk about what transitions in life can teach us and how to respond from a biblical worldview world 
to transitions of life. So when we're talking about that, we're talking about a biblical response when transitions come. And the first part of this, we need to know about that. What is it we need to know? We need to know the state of your spiritual condition. The state is your blank, not spate, like my name's state. All right? I need a volunteer, someone to go to 2 Peter 1, chapter 5 through 7. Okay, Carson. <laughs> I guess if I have to. Let's follow along. Actually, everybody go there. Excuse me, but Carson, you're going to read. <laughs> That's Second Peter. It's after first, between, uh, before third. There is no third. Right, there you go. You do have a third. If you have a third, burn that book burn it. right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait until after. Go outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen decided to record this message for me, so whoever gets this later, I apologize. It's going to be all over the place. Carson, I said Second Peter I 1, 5 through 7. Can you do it? And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Very good. So if you look at that diagram there, um, it's kind of like the Jenga blocks or Jenga stairs, however you want to call it. We have in there, plagiarized right from the Bible, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. So we talked about knowing the state of your spiritual condition. A good way to measure your maturity and your walk with God is found here in 2 Peter chapter 1. See, we can use the Bible to see how prepared you are. So if you look at this, it's a sliding scale. The more you walk with God, the more of these characteristics will show. So if you guys know when you are walking with God, it's simple. These these uh, virtues here, these, these building blocks are shown about you. We can see that. God sees that. If you're not walking that way, what happens? You're going to fall back down, right? So as much as anything can go up, you can come back down. Just like it goes on, if you stop walking with God, you can slide back down and lose one or more of these characteristics. So let's kind of break some of these characteristics down. Actually, if you, I skipped ahead. If you look there at the top, the three person, I like to think that that's, that's Jesus in the middle and he's holding you up, job well done. But I didn't think in the, on the other person who that could be, so I'm just thinking it's Jesus holding two people's hands. So I, I don't really know how to answer that. But I like it, and we're going to go with it, okay? So let's talk about faith. Someone give me an idea, what is faith? When we're, when we're talking about it here in this, in this context of Second Peter, we're talking about faith, what is it? Tell me. Believing without seeing. What was it? Believing without seeing. Okay, anybody else? Okay, we all understand what faith is, right? So it's your foundation, a.k.a. salvation in Jesus, right? Your salvation in Jesus, that's, that's your faith. That's where it's grounded. What about virtue? What do you know about virtue? There are seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, can, you, can you define virtue, anyone? Emily? Your moral compass is like centered on the Bible. That's a great answer. So yes. Yes. Uh, moral excellence, voluntary obedience to the truth, right? Very good. What's knowledge? Knowledge of what? The Bible, the Word of God, right? Stephen said this many times. We are to have a, a biblical knowledge and understanding of the Bible. We're to, we're to be able to give an account. A lot of you guys go with Sam and a, a group of you guys go out. I think, Brandon, you guys all go to the mall, right? 
How many of you ever just bleh, couldn't give a response back to somebody, right? Is that not embarrassing? I mean, we are to know what the Bible says, right? Now, Stephen doesn't expect you guys to walk around knowing everything, but I do. You should. Okay? There's really no excuse. I mean, the guy feeds it to you whether you want it or not, so you should be thankful. But we are to give an account. We are to be able to know and be able to articulate when we come across somebody if we're sharing, right? So I know that's going to happen to you. If it hasn't, you're lying. Um, and if not, it will happen to you. We're going to get tripped up. I know it's happened to me. Stephen, I know it's happened to you. You just get caught like, uh, it's like getting caught with your pants down. Forget what I just said there. But it really is. It, it's like that. All right. It's not good. It's not pleasant. All right. Temperance, balance, self-control, right? I have been, for me personally, I was telling this to Jamie, my week has been the most trying week at work. Anybody else just having a week and it's only Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, I was telling, I think I was telling Bobby too. I look forward to Wednesday because I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Middle of the week, I get church. You know, I need that. I need that break. And I go home when we're done here on Wednesday night. And what do I do? I take my trash down to the end of, end of the driveway because it gets picked up on Thursday. Well, now when I leave Tuesday, I take my trash down to the end of the curb and it sits there for two days. I'm mad. <laughs> So what I'm getting at really is we need to get Wednesday nights back. Hey, it's COVID. I, I, COVID. <laughs> COVID. Anyway, it's Tuesday, and I've had a rough time. I've been called out this week since last Friday four times. I probably have 60 hours in this week, and it's been nothing but a bunch of crap after crap after crap after crap. Anyone else have a week like that? If you're married to me, raise your hand. Yes, you've had that week. My suffering is your suffering by default. Is that what you said, Bobby? Yeah, it's, it's true. So it's not just affected me. It's affected my family. <clears throat> Patience. I am the best at this. Why are you laughing? I am not lying. I am the most, out of all the leaders in senior high, I am the most patient. I give the most grace every time. <laughs> Oh, you all stay here. What's patience? And don't say not Andy. What's patience? Yes. Just a little patience. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sing it. What's patience? Come on, anybody. Don't make me voluntold. Yes, Sam. Being willing to wait through necessarily persecution or any circumstance contently. Yeah, good. I have just some other notes here to go along with that. It's calm temper, which I have. Implies suffering. Enduring or waiting, not me, as a determination of the will and not simply under necessity. All right. Up the next block, we have godliness. Somebody give me an example of godliness. Stephen, this is harder than I thought last group. Anybody but Sam. Thank you, Alana. Like having a good testimony around the lost world, like, so that when they look at you, they see that you're living your life differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody else? Yeah. Being fruitful. Fruitful, okay, yeah. Anyone else? Emily? Alana said it's evident through your values. Exactly. Carefully observing laws of God, right? Carefully observing the laws of God likened unto God. So those are all correct, yes. All right. Brotherly kindness, not to be mistaken with brotherly love, 
city of Philly. Brotherly kindness and humility, valuing others above yourselves. I do that more than anyone. I do value all of you guys above myself. How many of you, though, really struggle with that sometimes? Like this, this message pertains to my work week because I don't like some people right now that I work with. And it's very hard, especially with the lost world. You guys are getting ready to go back to school, right? How many go back Thursday this week? Jackson, who else goes back this week? Uh, you're at Wayne County School. Nobody cares. Perry goes back, right? Anybody else go back next week? Come next, next Thursday? Next Wednesday? You don't even know. Listen, you guys have been off for, what, seven months? I heard what Trent was complaining last week at discipleship. Oh, we go back already. I go, you've been out for seven months. What's so hard about it? Right. Right. But that, that's going to be that's going to be different for you guys. You guys are going to be going through that transition of transitioning back into school. I know I can speak for your parents. They're excited. You know, one thing I, I notice now as being a parent, even though Logan's not in kindergarten, I can't wait because we're going to save a ton of money on daycare. Um, but the fact that when you guys go back, you're not my problem or you're not their problem. That's awesome. So you guys need to be back in school. So much love. It is. So did I uh, skip something? I did. I, excuse me. I, mean, I always rabbit trail. I apologize. So when we're talking about brotherly kindness there and humility, valuing others by yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. I struggle with this. I work very hard at my job. A lot of you guys know I put a lot of time in there. And sometimes for what? And it's, it's to the point now where I've just come to the realization. I'm going to say realization, but I just come, I have to come to the realization and own the idea and the facts that anything more these days, performance is not merit-based anymore. Promotions through jobs, none of that is merit-based. It seems like that whole system has gone away. If you're older here, would you agree with on that? Yeah. Some of the guys who are working, I mean, even some of you young guys would know. I mean, you see people who just can even just slack off and, and get things ahead of yourself when you know you put work in, right? It's hard. That's a hard thing to have. It's a hard thing to deal with and accept. And part of that brotherly kindness is obviously pretty self-explanatory. Caring for your brothers and sisters in Christ. You guys should be caring for one another. Now, I do see this group a lot since the time you guys have had off school, spending quite a bit of time together. And I think that's great. Um, I still mute all my group chats because you guys blow it up way too much. Um, but every now and then, I do jump on it and see. And I think, Stephen, you would agree, there's a lot of communication, right? There's a lot of that. So that's good. So we are seeing that. So you guys need to be there for one another still and continue to pray for each other. And the top one where Jesus is holding your hand, charity. What is it? Anyone but Carson and Sam or Alana or Emily or Emily? Anybody new, please? Abby? The louder. Love. Love. Yes. Not to be mistaken with Stephen's Jesus. <laughs> yes, love. True, unconditional love. A perfect love. A Christ-centered love, right? That's charities. So these are the building blocks when you, of your state of your spiritual condition. <clears throat> if you look at now point number two, when you get to the top, when you are continuing to move upward, when you are walking with God, again, we talked about these characteristics show in your life. And then again, if you're not, you're, you're just falling back and you can lose one or more of these characteristics. But when you're at the top there, then you need to dig your heels in and stay 
Bobby, you got it? What was it? Focus. Thank you, Bobby. Obviously, the only one paying attention there. Thank you, Bobby. Dig your heels in and stay focused. How do we do that? Well, I need some readers. I need someone to get Philippians 4, 6. Carson, Sam, go ahead and take 1 John 5, 14. Uh, Emily, go ahead and take uh, 1 Chronicles. Emily, the other Emily, take James. Um, Gibson, uh, Matthew 26, 41. When you're all get there, go ahead. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nothing like everyone just staring. Are you there yet? Did you get it? <laughs> It's okay. You did have the hard one, First Chronicles. I know. I was like, oh my goodness. That's way up in the front somewhere. Okay. James? Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. And Rachel Gibson. Very good. So here's what we need to do. We need to petition God. You need to ask him <clears throat> to show you what he is doing in your life. Seek wisdom and strength. Be fervent in prayer and be thankful in affliction. That's hard to do. It's hard to be thankful when you're afflicted, right? Who's just say, hey, I'm so thankful. I'm feeling afflicted right now. This is great. Who likes that? Be honest. I see those douchebags that walk around wearing the affliction shirts. Yeah, I call them what they are, douchebags. If you got one, you're a douchebag. Just like the tap out shirts. You're not a UFC fighter. It's stupid. Like, why do you want to walk around with a shirt that says afflicted? It's like walking around dressed like Gibson. I mean, why would anyone want to wear shorts like that? I just don't get it. <laughs> right? So petition God. Ask him to show you what he's doing in your life. Seek wisdom and strength and be fervent in prayer. Guys, we talk about prayer all the time. And I know for me personally, um, when I am not in prayer, how... My walk, even my day, if I just don't get some quiet time in with the, with the Lord, my day is a mess. And I'm speaking from experience. And I got a rough job. I mean, we got some visitors here. I'm a cop, if you don't know. And my job can suck. And lately it sucks. Um, having a hard time with some things, with, some, with transitions in my life at work. But one of the most powerful things we can do is pray. And that's why it's, it's our first one here. Pray. Um, that's the first thing we want to do when we have affliction in our life and we have things going on. Stop what you're doing and pray, right? <clears throat> Next one is obey and trust. Nope. Okay. Commit. Way off there, way out in left field. Obey and commit. Can I get three volunteers? Timmy, did I have you read yet? No. All right, Timmy, take Proverbs 16.3. Kendall, go ahead and take Psalms 37.5. And Alana, go ahead and do John 14.15. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy shalt shall be established. If you don't have that memorized, you should, by the way. <laughs> That's an easy one. Uh, who do we have next? Kendall? Yeah. Commit thy word unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. If ye love me, keep my commandments. That's a, like the third shortest verse ever, I think. <laughs> All right. Make a plan, guys. You need to make a plan and stick to it. Commit to it. A lot of you guys are real good at that. 
just not within the church. You're good at doing that with sports, musical theater, basically everything else outside of God. And you know what? So am I. And so are the leaders. So I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on all of us. We're really easy. Uh, it's very easy for us to commit to other things before God. Am I right? I'm looking at some of you right now directly. Baseball. Yeah, I'll call you out. I'm there. I've been there. Lacrosse, not even a real sport. (laughs) Trying to play lacrosse? (laughs) I mean, I mean, (laughs) okay. But you see, we we make excuses, but it's, it's, you know, with our walk, but it's so easy to commit to those things outside of church. Girls, don't act like you're all sitting there. You're all, oh, but we don't do that. Liars. That's like you're saying you don't fart. That's a lie. (laughs) You do. All right. Make a plan, guys, and stick with it. Write it down. You're talking to the worst note taker ever, but I'm married to the best note taker. Okay? So my notes come from Jamie's notes because she just writes so much garbage, not garbage, stuff, excuse me, that I'm just like, well, hey, I'm going to take some of that because there's plenty to feed a family of 12. So Jamie is a hardcore note taker. She writes everything down, and it covers the refrigerator. It drives me nuts. So there's too much of it. And here's the next part of that. Get someone to keep you accountable. If I'm right, don't we do that at summer camp? Mm-hmm. We, do. we do. We do. Oh, how's that going? Do we not do accountability at the end of camp each year? How's that going? Where is that? Who has it in the garbage? Who threw it in the trunk of their car? Corey. Corey keeps everything in the trunk of his car. <laughs> Who actually has opened that up lately? Who has looked back at that? Who is actually keeping... Um, those accountable who ask to be. Again, we make it so easier to do everything else that we want. When it comes back here to being involved in the church, you know, your commitment with God, that's kind of on the back burner. It is. Get someone to keep you accountable, whether it's another peer or even one of us. You Heck, heck you know if you ask me, I'm going to be all over you like, white on rice? Can I use that? No. Um, You're talking about rice. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I can do that. That works. White rice. Yeah, white rice. So, yeah, that'll work. So make a plan and stick to it. So, again, think about that. Just like your camp commitments. You guys just made those not too long ago. Letter C, seek. Who said that? Get out. Kidding. Yes, wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. You know, if you wanted to ask me a question, you could trust me, right? Yeah. (laughs) Seek wise counsel. You have a lot of people you can go to in your lives. It doesn't have to be just us, but seek somebody who you can trust. I know a lot of you guys have entrusted things with us, and we're here for you. There's never be a time where we will not be here for you. Okay? I need some readers. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Someone who's not read, preferably. Don't make me start picking. Yes. Go ahead. Austin. Or Austin. Isaac, excuse me. Um twelve fifteen, still in Proverbs. I need fifteen twenty two. Izzy, 17-7. Megan, your hand was up? No. Yes. No, but your hand was up. What do you want? <laughs> I probably deserve that. Um, Proverbs 17-7, please. <laughs> and chapter 19, 20-21. Yeah, bit my head off. Anybody else? Last one? Go ahead, honey. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, man, I pray for you at night. What do you want? All right, go ahead. Who had the first one? Go ahead. Where no counsel is, the people fall. 
but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. The wicked desire the net of evil men, but the root of righteous yieldeth fruit. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Oh, I totally did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you did. Yeah, I was, I was going to wait to the end to go back there. but it, Yeah. Um, Can you say that a little louder, please? The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was going to call you out at the end, but thank you. Uh, excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less be lionless prince. Thank you, Megan. Honey. First and foremost, guys, take it to God. This goes back to prayer, okay? Take everything, all your burdens, anything that's going on in your life, first and foremost, should always go to God, all right? Then seek the counsel of a believer during times of transition. We've already talked about this. You guys are getting ready to go back to school. You've been off for a long time. Guess what? School is going to be different. It's never going to be like it was before. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know if I should say that like it won't before, but it's going to be different with how things are. I just heard today that the governor allowed sports for Ohio to commence for fall sports. He said, get it done. So that's great. All right. Don't know why college can't do it, which is really all that matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could care less about the high school or the pros. I just wanted to see college play. But it is what it is. It's a whole other different topic. So you guys are getting ready to go back in. You guys are going to have some adjustments you're going to have to go through. Some of you guys might be able just to dive right back in. For me, school was easy. Steven, I mean, I think we had a great time in school. Yeah. Looking back, we didn't have a problem going. I hated the, the work, but like being at school was easy. Some of you guys may not like that. Some of you probably do just like being home. Nothing's wrong with that, but we always say what? When you exit that church, you're entering your mission, mission field. So it's important for you guys to go back. You should be excited to go back because school is your mission field. Some of you guys have bigger schools than others. Jackson's probably one of, is the largest school in the county. Manchester is probably one of the smallest schools in Summit County. <laughs> Glen Oak is turning into Canton McKinley South or North, so I don't know what's going on there. But what I'm saying, you guys have your ministry to get there too, all right? And homeschooled Sophia, you know, you probably have a prayer closet, and that's great. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was thinking of that movie War Room where she had that little prayer closet. Yeah. Yes, I know you have a prayer closet, honey. There's no recovery. No, no, not with that one. So first and foremost, take it to God. This goes back to prayer. Seek counsel of a believer during times of transition. Um, seeking counsel, this is important. Seeking counsel from worldly sources will not only derail you, <clears throat> will not only derail you, but it can greatly affect God's purpose and mission for your life. I recently got off Facebook. I did it for a whole month. Felt good. I realized I needed to use it again for work a couple times, and I got back on, and you know, you know what I noticed? It was the same BS. <laughs> it was the same trash that was there before. Can I say BS? I'm sorry. I said it. Hey, <laughs> if Brian Brown can say things up here. Brian Brown in Mexico, they have a whole different culture, which is way other things. No, Mike if Mike Blake can say it, then I'm going to say it. You know we didn't record Mike Blake for a reason. <laughs> so. I'm still going to say it. Um, I got back on there and it was the same crap that I left. And I'm like, it's not changing. It's getting worse. 
And and Jamie calls me out on my on my crap when I'm when I'm like that. Like she sees it and I appreciate when she recognizes it. She's like, You were you were looking at social media, right? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I was. Because I just keep getting fed this stuff and I listen to a ton, a ton of talk radio when I'm at work. Because if I listen to a song, I'm start humming it, start whistling, it gets in my head. So I try not to do that while I'm at work. So now I just listen to a lot of conservative commentators and I just get so peeved. Um, I heard Megan earlier talking about that when she sees things that <laughs> Jamie posts. She says, I, I agree with that. I believe it. But man, I get so mad. Yeah, I'm there too. Like, I get so mad with how things are going on in this world. It is, is frustrating me. I, I don't know why we are in this position we are right now. I don't know why politicians can't get their head out of their rear end and just wake up. I don't know why we've got a pedophile running for office on one side. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, you guys can laugh. But I don't recall ever seeing this growing up. Do you? And it wasn't that long ago. At all. I mean, we had scandals in the White House growing up. But this is just beyond comprehension. Virtual tours, virtual uh, conventions. I mean, it's, it's so dumb. And these are things that shouldn't aggravate me, but they do. Because they, they affect me. Because this is where our, our future's heading. But at the end of the day, I have to sit back and remember... The Bible, um, we, we joked about eschatology, the end times. We know where we're at. We know what's coming. At the end of the day, I realize that and I have to just trust God that no matter what happens come this November, God's still in control. Whether Trump wins or Biden wins, doesn't change my belief, doesn't change my walk with God. It might make me more upset one way or the other, but it doesn't change what this book says. It doesn't change what God did for you. Because you know what? Before it all happened, God already saw it. He knew. So why should I worry about it? I I think for me personally, I just get more of a burden for you guys because I do feel a lot of you guys got cheated. I really do. I could probably speak for some of the adults, most of the adults, you know, with the seniors last year losing, you know, sports end of the year, graduation, prom. I mean, things like that you look forward to. And those things are okay. You'll never hear me say, don't go to those dances. I had fun. We went to dance, not together, but, but yeah, I mean, never mind I, I may have thought about it. Like, oh, you have a nice tie. Let me go ask him. <laughs> but we had a good time. We had fun. I like to dance. If you ever see me at a wedding, I like to dance. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. But just, we got to get back in perspective that when, when you, when you are away from God, and, and you are seeking counsel from the world, your life's going to derail. And, I, and my big worry for a lot of high school age, when you guys are back in your schools, is, is the liberal teaching that is being fed to you guys. And I stand by that. Some might think that I'm full of it. I don't care. I see it, and it really ticks me off. So think for yourselves. Believe what the Bible says, and think on these things. Okay, you've got a youth pastor here who literally just pounds you guys with information after information of godly information, not from his own uh, writings or anything, but from what the Word says. Stephen just knows how to interpret, not interpret, it's the wrong word, convey the messages really well. I mean, Stephen's called the ministry for a reason. He knows how to convey that message to you guys to where I think you should be able to like, oh, I get that, because I'm an idiot. I'll say right here, it's recorded, I'm an idiot. And even I can understand things that he's talking about. Now, JBI's coming. I'm going to really be an idiot in there when his dad's teaching. I know I'm probably going to fail English, but that's okay. I'll, I'll face that giant as it comes. <laughs> yeah. 
but I think he does a great job of, of conveying this information to you guys. So seek wise counsel. Uh, letter D, keep a godly perspective, right? Keep a godly perspective. I need three readers. Psalms, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Psalm 46.1. Oh, okay, one, two, three. All right, Psalm for you, Timmy, Romans 12.2, and Emily, Colossians 3.2. Don't worry, Carson. We'll get you in again. I appreciate the volunteering. Yeah, when you're there, go ahead. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in, tr in trouble. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. All right. Go to God's word with fresh eyes and an open mind. Okay. Do not focus on the present circumstances, but rather the truth of Scripture. You know, back to what I said, I, I tend sometimes to focus on these things because of my job is very worldly. And if I'm not careful, it can really have a big impact on my thinking. Um, it, it can really just start controlling me because I, I think that I'm a passionate person. Um, I do wear my heart on my sleeves a lot, but I take things and I, I you know... I have a hard time just rolling with it, especially when I see how things are right now. Um, if you're like that and you're like me, try not to stay focused on the present circumstances, but just stay focused on what God is showing you and let him lead you. <clears throat> so like I said, don't focus on the, what's going on now, but rather the truth of Scripture. Life may be, <clears throat> may be chaotic. It is right now. Distractions may be all around you. They are. But you know what? God is in control. Can I have somebody read Romans 8.28? Carson, there you go. Read that for me. And we know that all things work together for good to lead to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Can you read that one more time? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. All things work to the, those that are good that love God. I think I just pushed that. I'm sorry. That's okay, but you know what I meant. In times of transition, God's word can bring peace and it can comfort our hearts. And remember this, transitions do not last forever. Who can read Psalm 30, uh, 30 verse 5? God. It's a big book. It's <laughs> The pages? Yeah. Oh, you got to read it more. <laughs> hey, hey, that's just because I love you. You know that was good. I'll, you can return the burn. Don't worry. I like that verse. Actually, I love that verse. Thank you. Appreciate that. I was just kidding. Don't hate me. Persevere. It's your last one here. Persevere. Four readers. Romans 12, 12. Who wants it? Sanders. Galatians 6, 9. Timmy. And two girls. Actually, Timmy, you've read a lot, haven't you? I've read like two or three. Okay, that's a lot. Alana. Um, Galatians 6, 9. Gibson. Um, Hebrews 12, 1. And Kendall. I think I saw yours. 
Um, James 5.11. Whenever you're ready. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing in prayer. Can you do that with more like a man voice a little louder for me? That's what you need to be. Thanks, Sanders. <laughs> I couldn't really hear you up here. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing, continuing instant in prayer. Thank you. Galatians. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Hebrews. Hebrews 12, 1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And James 5, 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. We have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very careful and of tender mercy. So there will be days of adversity for all of us. You could be in one of the, having that right now. You could be facing adversity as we speak. When we feel overcome, weary, or defeated, we need to remind ourselves this, that it's not our strength that counts because we're weak. Some of you guys definitely need to be in the gym. You're weak. Okay? <laughs> Jamie can outlift all of you guys. I guarantee it. I would put, I would, no, no, she can't. Good, good, good try. Good try. And she'll tell you, Technically, no, she can't, but she's still strong, and she would whoop your butt. So aside from your physical weakness, your, your spiritual weakness. So we remind ourselves it's not our strength that counts, but, but it's God's. God doesn't remove all, all problems of life, but there's the but, but he is with us and takes us through them. As he guides us, we will experience triumph in the midst of transition if we walk with him. And in closing, guys, remember this. <clears throat> Transitions are waiting around the corner, okay? If you're not walking with God daily, you can be easily tossed to and fro by the wind and the waves of the, world, <clears throat> of the world. Satan is waiting for you to stumble. My question is to you, how will you respond to what God is trying to teach you? Can we have someone pray? Timmy. Timmy. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this day. And just thank you for the ability to come out here to church tonight and enjoy the fellowship and then fellowship at Emily's house afterwards, Lord. And just thank you so much for Andy being willing to go up there and teach us all tonight, Lord. And just thank you so much. Um, you gave him the words to speak and you spoke through him. And I pray that everyone here actually got something out of it, Lord, and did not just go one ear and not the other. And Life transitions can be a difficult time, and that's why we need to focus on you and keep our feet grounded in your word. Otherwise, we will just trip and fall all over the place. So just thank you so much for everything you've done for this church and this family, Lord. And just in your name we pray. Amen. Did I go over time? Oh, my gosh, I actually did. That's amazing. That was amazing. Hey, you're not dismissed yet. Go ahead, Stephen. Or, or, or were we done? Okay. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Well, all right. All right, I'll add something. All right, I'll add something. I like my critique. It's time to grill the...